0: This is K-Pop Sunday, brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays Before you have to go back to work on Monday We are your
1: hosts, R, Men And JR Hello, and welcome back to episode 2 of season 4 Of our lovely K-Pop podcast Today, we will be continuing on from our last episode About Chon sang Ji-Hee, The Grace Previously, we discussed the members' pre-debut lives the formation of the group, and the first two years of their careers. In this episode, we will be picking up the story back in 2008, so let's just get into
2: it. January 2008 started out with a couple of schedules for the members of The Grace. They appeared on Radio Star, where they successfully poked fun at host Kim Gura. A Joy News article described it as, quote, a ridiculously fun and funny episode, unquote. Near the end of the month, it was announced that Stephanie would be releasing a ballerina concept photo book in S magazine. A promotional video of her dancing was released, which received a, quote, hot response from netizens, unquote. The photo book was officially released on January 22nd. Then, in late February, Yonhap News announced that The Grace would take part in their first ever solo concert in Osaka on March 20th. They were quite quiet until the concert, and a few days later, a review of the concert was released by Yonhap. The article stated, quote, Korean fans enthusiastically supported Chun Sang-ji-hee's 1st solo live by handing out cheering balloons, fan lights, and stickers, Unquote. At the concert itself, Chun sang ji said as a group, quote, Finally, we were able to do a live show. Thanks to everyone for their support and love. Today we focused on our first album and solo songs, but we also prepared songs that we have never sung before. Unquote. Overall, the experience was so positive that SM later announced that the group would have another solo stage on May 19th.
0: On April 29th, the group would celebrate their third anniversary. Donna posted a video of the members at an outdoor restaurant having fun together. Flash forward a couple of months, and SM announced that they would be holding their SM Town Live 08 which would take place at Jamshul Stadium on August 15th before taking the show to other cities. While they were waiting for that event, it was announced that The Grace would be releasing their sixth Japanese single entitled Stand Up People on July 24th. The title track of the same name is a super upbeat pop song that wonderfully displays the members' voices and also features a rap by Stephanie. The music video is fairly simple, showing the members in a handful of sets, each with a different outfit type. There is no story, but there are some individual shots of each member. Other tracks include Dear Friend, which is about finding encouragement in friendship, a stand-up people remix, and a One More Time Okay remix. Following this release, the girls attended the aforementioned SM Town concerts in both Seoul and China, one after another. Unfortunately, the following stop would be delayed for almost half a year.
1: From September to December, the group also appeared on the Japanese show Japan TV Colors, where the four members sat on a couch and discussed various things. They continued to have Japanese events into December, including appearances at an establishment opening and live shows to celebrate Christmas. Unfortunately, things came to a screeching halt when Star News dropped an article on December 29th stating that Stephanie would be going on a hiatus due to intense back pain. Was revealed that she had been dealing with the issue for a long time, and it came to a head on the 24th of December when she was unable to perform at a live show in Japan. The group continued to promote as a trio until she recovered. 2009 would start out strong with the announcement of their second full length album entitled Dear dot, 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 being released on the 7th. The album contained previous releases like Stand Up People and Here. Here was an OST from a Japanese movie that had been previously released. The other songs include Sakoshi De Ikara, a song about still being in love with somebody you're no longer with and wanting to be back together again. This song had a music video showing the girls driving together and being in a dark room lit with lamps in pretty period outfits. One other song we want to highlight is Near Thoughtful
2: 1220. A slow ballad about a woman in a relationship that just makes her lonely. Her significant other never finds time to call and even forgets about her birthday. Despite this, they find a way to make it work. Red flags. Yes. Probably should not make it work. The video starts with Stephanie writing a letter. She then makes a phone call to her significant other, and this conversation becomes a sort of narration throughout the video. It's evident that there are problems between the two. The members sit and sing in hotel rooms, though Lena also sits poolside and Sunday sits on like a lounge chair at one point. It's all very, very relaxing. (laughs) At the beginning of the video, there's a small caption thanking the resort it was filmed in, a place called Leo Palace Resort in Guam. The rest of the album explores genres such as pop, ballads, and orchestral sounding tracks. The album was off to a good start, charting at number 27 on the Oricon Weekly chart.
0: February arrived and so did the postponed Thailand stop of the Assam Town live concert. The Grace participated in the show, however, Stephanie was confirmed to still be on hiatus and not join them. This would not be the last time an announcement like this would be made. About a month later, on March 9th, it was announced that she would also forfeit her appearances in their upcoming Japanese tour due to her injury. Refunds would be made available to fans. A track with just the trio, entitled Frozen Sun, would be released and performed at these Japanese tour stops. Around the same time, an edited video featuring multiple girl groups was released. It was MR removed, meaning the accompaniment was taken off the track, leaving only vocals. Even after all this time, The Grace was still seen as a very skilled group compared to some of the other current girl groups. Then, in May of 2009, controversy arose when a major fan site of The Graces was unexpectedly sold. It was entitled Dreaming and had been through a change of hands during its existence, this revelation even came as a shock to Lee Simon. Fans took this as more evidence of SM's poor management of the group. Interestingly, this information did not make headlines.
1: Also during this time, articles focusing on The Greys started to come out. They essentially said that the group had not been able to solidify their fan base even three years after their debut. Some even called the group a guinea pig that SM experimented on before debuting SNSD. Another thing to note is that in the summer of 2009, SM was thrown into turmoil due to the conflict between three TVXQ members and the company. Yu Chun, and Junsu would eventually depart the group and SM. This was done through a lawsuit that would bring massive changes to the K-pop industry that are still seen today. Moving on, following the end of the Japanese tour, and the start of Stephanie's hiatus, the other three members had been relatively quiet. Around November, things started to pick up. First, the group won the Most Promising Overseas Group Award at the 7th Southeast Gyumpok Music Awards. Soon after, Lena launched an online shopping mall called L Style, and Sunday performed with the solo artist H. Eugene on Music Bank for the duration of his promotions. And, on December 29th, a Star News article was released revealing that Stephanie had become a college student, aiming to learn to dance systematically. An official also said that her back injury had been improving as well. Since she had enrolled at the Korean National University of Arts, that meant that she would not be able to act as a celebrity while in school.
2: The end of 2009 arrived and January 2010 was just as quiet as the previous months. Finally, the fans got an update from Donna on her mini homepage where she talked about her recent Jeju trip. Fans were happy to hear from her. Spread across the whole of 2010, multiple articles were released discussing current groups making the leap into Japan. Among the various groups mentioned, The Grace was often brought up as yet another group that had tried and failed to make their mark on the Japanese music industry. One article reasoned that this was because the Graces' music could not be consistently listened to without getting tired of them, which is absolutely savage. In August, the group had their first group schedule of the year SM Town Live 10 in Seoul. The sources we found stated that all of the members were present, however, looking at the pictures from the event, it's obvious that Stephanie was not there. Also, as we mentioned, she was still a college student and was unable to take part in such events. The girls would participate in the tours LA, Tokyo, and Shanghai stops. Finally, on November 16th, an update on Stephanie was released.
0: An article by Koemi discussed Stephanie as a person and gave updates about her alongside a direct statement from her. It also shed light on her recovery. Stephanie, a dancer from a young age, had a bad back further inflamed by overwork. She eventually had to withdraw from the group and went back to the States falling into a depression due to her inability to do what she wanted to. This eventually led her to joining rehab to heal her back. During this time, she also got a teaching license in the case that she could no longer dance. As Ray mentioned, she went to university to further her learning, then took a gap year where she was accepted into the LA Ballet Company as the only Korean member. Stephanie said, quote, I aim to become a ballerina who tries her best, whatever her role might be. I will return all the support I had while I was on stage. After finishing off performances around the end of this year, I will return as a singer next year for new challenges, unquote. The end of 2010 arrived with no information on Chonsang Ji-hee, The Grace, making a return.
1: And then we continue off until the 2011s and 2012s. January 2011 started off with very minimal news about the girls. Some of the members attended a shiny concert, and a couple of the girls updated their mini home pages to the delight of their fans. However, at the end of the month, an article was released saying that there was a possible comeback on the horizon, though the lineup was uncertain due to Stephanie's situation and Lena looking to pursue acting. And more information on that would come in a few months. Stephanie would give an update on her condition with that previously mentioned site. Call me. She talked about being a Los Angeles Ballet Company member, and mentioned her disappointment and sadness in having to withdraw from the group for recovery, as well as how lonely that time period was. She had gratitude for being an idol, but also said that she had no plans for the future of The Grace, So Stephanie had essentially left the group. In March, it was announced that Sunday would take part in a show entitled Opera Star 2011, It was a variety show that featured singers from various genres attempting to sing operas. While she wasn't the best performer on the show, it was obvious that she tried her best. So it wasn't too disappointing when she was eventually eliminated a few episodes in.
2: June brought forward a lot of new information on Stephanie. She took part in a ballet event in Korea, one of her first schedules in the country in a very long time. During a press conference for the event, she revealed that she was still under contract with SM Entertainment. On June 27th, Newsen made the announcement that The Grace would be making a comeback with a single album called VIP. Their information was taken from a leaked image, so the lineup was still uncertain. However, Donna had tweeted that she was recording new music, pretty much confirming her participation. A few days later, on July 4th, Clarification was released, stating it would be a unit comeback called Donna and Sunday and that their title track would be called Look at Me. This was their first comeback since 2007, so the excitement was high and continued to build with teaser images and videos. Then, on July 8th, the much-anticipated comeback was released to the expectant public. SM described it as, quote, an impressive electronic dance song with an addictive melody and a strong, sophisticated beat. In the lyrics, the honest story of the female soloists was unreservedly revealed, unquote. The music video starts off flashy, showing Donna and Sunday in a white and black room with backup dancers. The two are also shown in various parts of an airport, as well as driving a yellow sports car. The music video is true to the early 2010s with super bright colors and loud prints.
0: It also has a very weird tone. Like, it's kind of goofy, but it's sometimes trying to be very serious and like high class. Like It was just all over the place, and those girls deserve better. Just saying. Yes. Speaking of them, they discussed their comeback in various interviews, talking about how they wanted to perform and reach out to fans during the past four years. Now that they were ready to come back, they would cherish their time on stage. This comeback gained attention for a handful of reasons. Their choreography was interesting, and they had many backup dancers. Their stage outfits, much like the music video, were colorful and often had prints. And finally, the song mentioned alcohol and was put under review. They took this into consideration and eventually decided to change it to coffee, For performances. However, Donna and Sunday's song was soon put on the chopping block of many articles due to their nonsensical lyrics. The song was meant to be empowering, making women feel seen, that they don't need to be so careful with their looks and presentation, but many felt that that was not accomplished, which JR doesn't really see an issue with the lyrics, and you guys could see for yourselves, and personally, I feel like it was just all over the place. Yes, I agree. This wasn't the first time SM had been called out for it either, as FX was another group that had similar callouts. And to be fair, there's a huge number of songs at K-pop, especially at SM, that have that. So, like, that's kind of par.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as far as this song goes, though, I didn't feel like it was that bad. Like, people were going in on it hard. It just feels like,
0: well, this is just my opinion, but it feels like, there are certain times where certain people are the punching bags for media, and The Grace was the favorite at this time to do that, too. Yep. And I've got beef with how many times they're like, well, the members did blank, and it's like, you do realize that they probably did not choose that right. <laughs> right. <laughs> as far as promotional activities, the unit also took part in festivals, pictorials, TV shows, and even had a K-drama cameo.
1: Then, on August 14th, NewSys released an article entitled Chun Sang Jihi: The Grace, How Did It Get To This Point? The article briefly mentions Stephanie being back in ballet and that Lena was a musical actress that also runs an online mall. We highlight this article in particular because it carries a lot of similar points to others during their career and because it is quite in-depth. Links in. The Thing. Go look at The Thing. You know our show. You look at the thing. (laughs) What is the thing? To know, it's uh, the script. Uh, There There we go. (laughs) Words. The author seems to think that 2005 was another dark age for idols, since the group from the first and 1.5 generations had disbanded or gone on hiatus. They believed that it was too early to try the TVXQ concept on a girl group due to the type of female talent in the industry at the time. Another reason was that female fans of female groups were not common, leaving female groups in the dust. The author asserts that this was finally broken with SNSD. They also acknowledge that their debut date was not the only issue, but the fact that three of their members were already known to the public and therefore no longer fresh. Their final point was that a pop group debuting with a ballad was a strange choice, then and in the current day. This created a domino effect that was only broken by, once more, okay, two years after debuted. As we mentioned in the last episode, the girls were unable to properly capitalize on the success due to their Japanese promotions. The author again says that this was a ridiculous decision on SM's part because none of their songs broke into the more important ranks. Why did SM keep them there so long with these results? The author then shifted gears and criticized the subunit's current song, saying it wasn't becoming of a group in their seventh year, and that they were critical of the lyrics. They finally said that the grace could be looked at as an anti-teacher. Don't do what they did and you'll make it into the industry. Which is quite simplistic, but,
2: you know, whatever you can get for clicks. This person doesn't understand history.
0: (laughs) Like, they don't understand what was the time period of TVXQ. They don't understand what the difference in how SM managed TVXQ versus them. Even if you had the differences in demographics with fans, there were certain things that they should have done for the Grace that they didn't. And then that just ended up getting stacked on the Grace's shoulders. Nobody went, SM, you know better. What are you doing? Of course, there was stuff going down to SM at the time, but... To act like the Grace was a failure and, like, why did they even bother? They should have been disbanded a long time ago. What are you doing? You have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Anyway. Yeah. It was a common refrain at the time. It was a fun time to dunk on the Grace. People just did it all the time. It was crazy. It was in vogue. Like, big outlets released articles saying, look at this group. Look how terrible they are doing. And it's like, these are real people. And it is not their fault that they are failing so horribly. And they are super talented.
0: And them coming together should mm-hmm. have made something great. Like, at the very beginning with the poll over what would be their debut song, yep. SM should have handled that better with, like, this is very clearly sabotage. Like, they're very clearly trying to skew the results. But then again... They knew it. They knew it was sabotage. Yeah, and then they chose not to do something about it and be like, you know what? This is dumb. <laughs> We're not doing polls anymore. This is dumb.
2: <laughs> yes. Anyway, continuing on, Donna and Sunday continued unit promotions, taking part in the SM Town Tokyo concert, appearing on TV shows, going to an H&M store opening, and releasing another OST. The official promotional schedule seemed to have ended around fall. However, the unit would also participate in SM's Winter Album, which was released on December 13th. Their last promotion of the year was announced on December 20th. They would participate in a project called With Coffee, where they would release a single entitled At First Americano. The song was well-received. It could be said that the end of 2011 also brought about the true end of he Heath Grace. After the subunit released their coffee song, there would be minimal promotions for them apart from their occasional appearances at festivals and SM Town Lives, but those two would soon dwindle. The members would all go their separate paths, dipping their toes into different parts of the entertainment industry. The following sections will focus on their work in musicals, TV-slash-acting, solo work, their personal lives, and any other things that we feel are notable.
0: Following the group's hiatus and subsequent disbandment, one thing that all the members of The Grace have in common is musicals. All the members have participated in multiple shows, with Lena still actively working in this field to this day. Donna was the first member to begin her musical career with the 2010 show *De jong She hoped that she would transform her image through her character and eventually be remembered as an actress and not a singer. Soon after the show's run, Sunday also began musical acting. Her first show was alongside Donna in the musical Rock of Ages. They would both take on the character of Sherry, because double or even triple casting for a single role is a common thing in theater. In 2010, Donna ended the year by being in her third musical, The Three Musketeers. In the first half of 2011, Sunday and Lena were both cast in the musical March of Youth, where they would split their time as the main character, Oh Young Jim. Following the conclusion of March of Youth, Lena would take on her second production, a stage version of Temptation of Wolves. This show would be significant in Lena's life because she would meet her future husband as one of the cast members. The show fame would follow and receive a lot of love by constantly selling out.
1: Now, these shows were only from 2010 to 2011. However, all of the members would take part in multiple shows from 2012 to the current day. Lena would also act in shows such as Murder Ballad, Newsies, Notre Dame de Paris, Monte Cristo, and Sweeney Todd. These are also not all of them, but just a select few. A handful of shows that Donna took part in are Catch Me If You Can, Rock of Ages, Robin Hood, The Great Catsby, and Starry Night. Sunday had roles in Fantastic Couple, High School Musical, On Stage, Beautiful Sunday, and Singing in the Rain. Stephanie started her theater career last, but has been cast in shows such as Oh, While You Were Sleeping, Human, Jack the Ripper, and Watch. Again, this is not a full list, but the master list has information on all the shows the members have been in, so go look at it. There is more information (laughs) we wanted to show you. So much information.
2: (laughs) Another area of entertainment the members have all tried at least once is television, whether that be in TV shows, K-dramas, or movies. At the end of 2011, Donna got her first acting gig since Nonstop 3. She took on the role of Mire in the KBS special drama Amore Mio. Donna said she was happy to show a new side of herself through the show. This bled into 2012 when she also was cast in the second season of Opera Star. Similar to Sunday, she did not win, but she enjoyed her time on the show. In 2012, Sunday was cast in her first K-drama as an adult, Oh My God 2, in the role of Jinra. Many articles would come out along the way showing that the interest in the K-drama was strong. Also in 2012, Lina would get her first ever K-drama role, playing the king's second wife in King Tejong Muyol. This gig would be hailed as her return to the entertainment industry, though she would not continue acting on television following its finale. Her acting would be praised especially for her emotional scenes.
0: Donna would act in her first film, Sunshine, in 2015, which would go onto screen at film festivals. A year later, in 2016, Donna was cast in the daily drama Golden Pocket. For this show, she made the decision to go by the name Hong Donna. In early 2017, it was announced that Stephanie would make her K-drama debut in a supporting role for the show My Introverted Boss. In early 2020, Lena was announced a cameo in her husband's K-drama, Chocolate, and fans were hyped. However, Jarrah watched it and was disappointed at how short and
2: meaningless it ended up being. Oh, so stupid. It was so stupid. They, sh- they shouldn't have even put it because there was no resolution to her cameo at all. Like usually Oh, so the whole like- drama
0: wasn't stupid? It was just that part?
2: No, I actually liked the drama quite a bit. But oh, her cameo okay. was literally in the last episode for like two minutes. She passes out and her husband, her husband's character like takes her away. And it's, it's just like, it's the, that's it. And I was like, but, wow. but, what you, you have her pass out and we don't see if she's okay after it. You don't. It was just, it was so strange.
1: Out of all of the members, Stephanie has been the most active on variety and reality shows. This can be explained by the fact that she's been consistent in her solo work and therefore has to promote her new music in this way. Donna on Sunday has made a handful of appearances, but for the past few years have mostly been out of the spotlight. A variety show that we want to highlight is King of the Masked Singer because all of the members have made an appearance on it. Donna was the first member to do so, appearing in 2016, at the time this was her first industry appearance in a while, and a few months later Stephanie would be on the show. In early 2017, Lena would make her mark on King of the Masked Singer, leaving Sunday to be the final member to appear in July of 2019. One final note on variety shows, on December 6th, 2017, a producer of Sugar Man 2, a show that brought back past idols to perform, responded to people asking for certain groups, The Grace being one of them. This was the beginning of people campaigning to have them on. Unfortunately, The Grace did not appear on season 2 or season 3, and there has been no news of the fourth season, so keep campaigning? Because <laughs> it would be cool. You. To see they them. must be bullied.
0: Yes. <laughs> they must be avenged. bully the producers avenge the grace that's what i mean
1: it's a good (laughs) show though it is actually a great show i actually really appreciate it (laughs) we do love it so please 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 give us what we want
2: moving on stephanie was the first member to do solo work since she has had over 10 releases we won't be going into every one but we will discuss her solo career's trajectory For the most part, she has led with a sexy concept, though her most recent releases have gone in a different, more mature direction, if you want to call it that. Stephanie's solo debut and sophomore releases were under SM Entertainment. However, for her third release, she would work with Mafia Records while still under SM. In 2016, she would leave SM Entertainment and continue to work with Mafia Records as their artist. During her time as a solo artist, Stephanie would say that it was difficult to promote solo and that she was more comfortable doing so in a group. She would eventually sign with WK Media in early 2019. In October, a few months after switching companies, Stephanie made a comeback with Lena featuring on the single track. This was the duo's first time singing together in 12 years and was received well to the delight of fans. It's a really nice song. Highly recommend. In late 2020, Stephanie revealed that she had signed an exclusive contract with Artroy Entertainment. She had a lot of bouncing back and forth (laughs) over those last few years. As far as
0: the other members go, in May 2016, it was announced that Donna would have a solo release with SM Station. Two other songs would be collabs on the single's release. According to Donna a few years later, the songs did not have a great response. Previously, Donna had done a couple of OSTs for To The Beautiful You in 2012 and for her 2016 daily drama Golden Pocket. In November 2016, Sunday would release her first SM station release, a collaboration of Kim Taehyun of the band DickPunks. Lena has not released any solo music, however, you can find some of her theatre work on
1: Naver's Vibe. Now, let's switch gears yet again and talk a bit about the members' personal lives. In July 2014, five months after denying dating claims, Lena and actor Yang Sung Jo confirmed that they were together. They would be married in November of the same year. The couple would go on to have two children, a boy in September of 2018 and a girl in December of 2022. Then, in 2016, Dana revealed that she was in a relationship with a director and had been for the past three years. In her Lifetime TV show, a few years later, she revealed that she had broken up with them happens. In November 2019, Sunday announced that she was going to get married on March 1st, 2020 with an engagement pictorial. Due to the pandemic, the wedding would ultimately be postponed and they would marry on July 12th, 2020. The couple would have their first child in late 2022. Then, on June 2020, rumors started to swirl about Stephanie and former major league baseball player Brady Anderson being in a relationship. Despite their 23-year age gap, the two have been friends for almost a decade before they got together. This final section contains things we think are notable. In
2: early 2013, Sunday enrolled in the Department of Theater and Film at Chang'an University. From around 2014, Stephanie had her own radio show, where she would have special guests. And, for the first time in years, on March 16th of 2016, Donna and Sunday appeared together on the radio show Hello Mr. Rocky. They discussed many things, including knowing each other since childhood. In late 2016, Stephanie returned to ballet, performing as the main character in A Midsummer Night's Nutcracker. In November
0: of 2018, Donna made her first appearance in a very long time through a teaser for a variety show. She had gone through a very difficult time in her personal life, and that had translated into her gaining weight. The show was chronicling her weight loss journey, and fans were supportive and delighted to see her back in the spotlight. The show is available to watch on YouTube. And just kind of a plug, she went to one of the HOT concerts, so massive respect to her. (laughs) Unfortunately, while the show was still airing, Donna went on Instagram Live and displayed concerning behavior, including cursing and blaming fans for her lack of work, bringing her former members into the conversation, and driving recklessly. SM and Donna would apologize the following day. The company Donna used to aid her weight loss would continually publish updates on her weight loss journey, even following the end of the reality show. On March 16th, 2022, SM released a remastered version of their debut song on their YouTube channel. In December of 2022, Stephanie announced that she would be venturing into skincare, coming out with a lotion called Botique that would be aimed towards dancers. Which is actually really smart.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Four years after Stephanie's departure from SM, it was belatedly revealed that Sunday had left SM Entertainment in May of 2020, after 16 years in the company. A couple of months later, in June 2020, after 19 years with the company, it was revealed that Donna's contract had expired and that it was not renewed. And as far as we know, Donna has not signed with another company since. And as of this recording, Lena is the only member still with SM. So let's talk a little
2: bit about their legacy. As of recent, Lena and Stephanie are the only members that are actively working in entertainment. Stephanie is into more mainstream endeavors while Lena has focused on musical acting. Sunday seems to be enjoying her time as a mother and often posts on her social media with family updates. Finally, Donna had gone fairly quiet following the diet reality show and subsequent events, but she recently called Pak Myung-soo's radio show to talk about how she was doing. She revealed she's currently unemployed, but is working on her mental and physical health. She also mentioned coming out of her hiatus, so that is something to look forward to. Over the years, while the members did not have promotions together, they would often get together to catch up and would post about it to the delight of their fans. Unfortunately, as far as we know, there has not been a complete reunion. In a 2017 interview, Stephanie said that a comeback had been discussed, but since everyone has their own lives, it was difficult to put a comeback together.
0: Overall, Chun Sang Ji-hee, The Grace's career was fraught with mismanagement and half-hearted attempts to bolster their public standing. SM Entertainment, from the jump, had a somewhat fractured idea of what they wanted for the group. In our opinion, the only thing that they had set in stone was their title of the female TVXQ. And once that didn't pan out, they floundered. And personal opinion here is that that's because, as is tradition at SM, they forget their own history right after they make it. So mm-hmm. I feel like they did not understand TVXQ. I remember being there for TVXQ at debut. And just some of the steps, it's like, why didn't you do this? That would have made it more in line with TVXQ and would have looked great. Anyway, the thing we can all agree on here is that the amount of talent that was severely underutilized here is one of SM's biggest missteps. And definitely one of the most baffling. It's like, how do you... Mm Mm-hmm. It's like how Rainbow mismanaged V-Romance. It's like, you had the next SG wannabe on your hands. How did you screw that up? Anyway. Thankfully, the members of the Grace have been able to find themselves through various avenues... Though we do hope for a full reunion in the future. We will be waiting for that Sugar Man 2 episode very patiently. Yes, yes.
1: These past two episodes have been months in the making, and we're so happy to finally finish and present them to you as our debut episodes of Season 4. A reminder that the master list will be in the description box. Also, keep an eye out for more interesting topics coming out in the next few months. We also want to express a special thank you to our friend Sedin for fact-checking and giving us additional information on this episode. Her help was so important in making these episodes as accurate as possible. And also JR put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this. <laughs> Give her a round of applause. <laughs> thank you,
2: thank you. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, and review us on Podchaser. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at k or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on August 6th, 2023. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.